The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. My son is home with a concussion and he just had to reassemble my whole situation. How did he get a concussion? Someone hit him in the head at school, like over, he was wearing a helmet, like his, he has a bike helmet and someone thought it would be funny. Like when he had the helmet on to just start crashing his head and he got a concussion. How so old he, is he? By the way, I 17. like every time you say you have a 17 year old son, I like, <laughs> I can't believe you're a mom. Like you're such a milf. I'm, <laughs> I love you. I love you. I feel like I'm like a decrepit. I feel like I could be like your mouth. Like I'm like, I, I could I be feel like, like your mom. You must like get like, dudes must think that's so hot. No, I will say we went to dinner last night and he said, mom at the table. And the waitress is like, wait, what? I thought you were siblings. And I was like, you just want the biggest tip, but it worked. It worked. Right. Do all of his friends try to fuck you? <laughs> uh, no. They not totally are like, like jerking might, off to you. Maybe there's like a secret group chat, but nothing that I am aware of. There's literally no way that his friends are not like, dude, your mom is so hot because like you're also like cool. Like you're like I definitely am cool. the hot mom like prankster. What are you I know, kidding I'm me? I'm definitely, <laughs> they definitely, I think will like, I'm definitely cool. They think I'm cool because I don't, there's like not a lot of moms that are like professional clowns. Yeah. Do you get along with the other moms? You know, I, I do. I, I am lucky that I've found my moms in the sea of moms. Yeah. I can't imagine. I feel like you're way too cool for what I, are you on the Upper East Side? On the Upper East Side, but I just moved here. I just moved here over the pandemic, like literally in September, I was living on the Upper West Side, like the rest of the writers, like the crazy writers. Yeah, that feels like the vibe. That's my vibe. I, I, or downtown, I shouldn't be, but I'm try. I moved here so my son could walk to school. And this, oh, when he goes oh, to look college. look how good that's, that's turning out. He got clobbered in the head. Right. When he goes to college, I will be moving somewhere else. I mean, in New York, but. Okay. This yeah. is in my area. Where do you think he's going to go to college? I don't know. It's so stressful. This time is so stressful. I, t- I told you my other gig, right? Well, sorry, I I'm know. My audio levels. Yeah, but that is such a big fucking deal. The you have stuff. no idea. I have aged. What a nightmare. 20 years in this period, of, in this past three months. Like, I can't wait to just hear something. Yeah, I care more senior? than he does. He's a senior? Or uh, yeah, he's a senior. Oh, my God. So this is it. This is it. No, the deadline was November 15th. It's, they're all in. Wow. I can't. I can't. So I'm just waiting to hear where I'm moving to because I'm going it, to college with him. Did he, yeah. Oh, my, I, wow. So did he do ED or anywhere? He or? didn't because all the schools he wants are, don't have it. They're like big EA schools. Oh, okay. Georgetown. He's a Georgetown kid. <laughs> no, he's, he's, we're not a Georgetown. He's a tech kid. He's a tech oh, kid. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's definitely stressful. You guys it's, have a cute dog. We have the cutest dog. She's she's locked up with my son right now. I made I banished them because he's home from school today. They're together, locked okay. up in the room. But my dog is so cute. Do you um, have a dog? Oh God, it's like a long story, but I did have a dog, and I actually just two weeks ago had to begin the process of rehoming her, which I don't even know how to explain to people that don't have a dog like how heartbreaking and awful this is, but. My dog has really, really bad aggression. No. Um, and she she has bitten 
me multiple times. And I love her so much. Like it's like in a full on abusive relationship because <laughs> I think she's like the best. And like every time she bites me, I like justify it. Right. Like, totally. I, I'm like, and I she's should, like, I sorry, honey. She's like, sorry, I didn't mean it. And we're like, I know. I know. And I'm like, God, she's so great when she's not biting and like she didn't mean it or she, she just, her food was nearby. But I And then got, you like have to like follow, unfollow each other on Instagram. It's a whole thing. But, like, <laughs> but I've gotten to a point where I, she bit my girlfriend about 10 months ago and you know, she's a tiny dog, but like she's a powerful little girl. And she, my girlfriend has a scar. She like breaks, breaks skin. What kind of dog is it? She's a poodle Pomeranian. She's like 10 pounds. But I'm sorry. She's like, I'm not laughing. No, it's, it's like, it's so. I thought you were going to say like Cujo. She like is a small Cujo. And I, I tried everything with this dog, Jenna. Yeah. I, did training. I did board and train. I did medication. I did CBD. I took her to a healer. I did everything. Yeah. And it just, I'm like, look, I can't live like this. Like I love her so much, but you can't like really like pet her. Like she's right. on the couch with you. You, she can't be on the bed. She has to always be in her crate. She has to wear an electric collar. Like so the place where I sent her to do board and train and I've sent her there multiple times because it wasn't sticking. She's like one of those dogs that's like in and out of rehab. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, um, the, one of the trainers there fell in love with her and he like takes her to work every day. So she's like a center dog. She like is like a rehab dog now. And, oh my like, God. Wor like works in the place and he's like with her all the time. And he's fostering her for the month of November. Oh my God. Do you and think he'll adopt her? So he said, listen, we're interested in adopting her, but we want to know for the, for December, like if, if it's a go. And I am like kind of torn up about it because a part of me is still that abused girlfriend. Who's like, he'll change a hundred percent. And I'm like, She's so fucking cute too. I'm like, I want to give her another shot. I want to hear like how she's been now that she's clean. <laughs> and, but I also don't want to lose the opportunity to have her be home. With someone who really cares. Who really cares, who knows what he's doing. He's a professional her. trainer. Anywhere else that I put her, they would like, they would put, she could be put down if she was with right. someone else. No, they, right. Of course. So I'm like, I can't really blow this lead because I like am emotional. Like, Right. I'm, right. I'm like, I'm like so sad about it. I have like her picture. This is, oh, oh, it's so sad and but cute. But I, I have a video of her attacking. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Because like, you'll die. Like it's, she's like rabid. She like, like turns into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> no, that's goes so nuts. hard. I get it. Maybe you could be like one of those like surrogates who's involved with the family. I want to be involved. I like also like those are weird boundaries for a Jewish person that like, am I overstepping? Can I get Well, pictures? we don't have boundaries as Jews. Like we don't. And the what, trainer what said are boundaries? Me, literally. And the trainer was like, <laughs> you need such boundaries with these dogs. And like my heart, like it's, I don't always have it in me to like be like professional with this fucking dog where like she gives me the eyes and I'm supposed to dope, go to the, like, do you know how hard that is to like- I'm the re worst. Repress every instinct to like, God, when she's cute, she's cute. Like it's uh, really hard. Like to have a dog that you can't like hug. No, it's, it's so- Cuddle. It's brutal. I that's the whole thing is heartbreaking. I feel for you because I'm a huge dog person. And I know. Dog, I see your dog blue. Your dog. Blue. Your dog. The eyes of that dog. I know she has husky eyes. She's like a little black dog with husky eyes. She's like a mix of eighty different dogs. She was found in a garbage can in Puerto Rico oh, when she God. was five weeks old. Same and she's with me. Like junior magic. year of college. Yeah. Yeah. She's. <laughs> She's she's magic though, and when they had, when they rescued her because it was in Puerto Rico, they named her Azul, Azul, oh. and I changed her name to Blue because I didn't want to be like Hilaria and be in Central Park and be like Azul, Azul. That's so funny. So you decided so I changed it to Blue because I was like, I can't be that person who's like Azul. Right. Like I would look like an asshole. Can right. I say that on your show? 
Are you kidding me? Cunt, cunt, fuck, fuck, shit, shit, dick, cock, cock. Amazing. I love the word cunt. Ashley, I'm pretty sure Ashley Hesseltine from Girls Gotta Eat's dog is named Azul. So shout out to you, Ashley. I'm pretty sure she rescued that dog and just kept Azul. Maybe she can pull it off. I felt like I was going to be like faking it. Like I was like one of those people that's like, you know, summers somewhere. You know what I mean? That's so funny because... Obviously, Hilaria came up for us when I did your podcast. Yes. But like now we always send each other Hilaria stuff. And like she has gotten to a point where like, look, I haven't heard her speak with the accent for a while. But I'm pretty sure when Alec had that rust mishap, she was like, no publicity. No, no, no. Like, yeah. I think she was like saying like, mis niños need to be in a escuela. Like, Please, 100%. Please. It reminds me of Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids doing the speech when she's like, La Playa, La Playa. That was one of the greatest speeches of all time, by <laughs> was the way. An I feel was, like that's prime your sense of humor. That is 100% my sense of humor. And when they're doing the sing-off, like I, I that movie was one of the most brilliant movies, I think. That cast was brilliant. It was like The Hangover, but with women in it. And it was women, just- Are women not so much funnier? One million percent funnier. I'm going to say it here. I'm going to put it on record. It's, I had this conversation. Jessica Kirsten was on my show, who I know you love as well. My idol. And she, to me, is, is just brilliant, right? Like no one, no can one go is up funnier after than her. her. No one can go up after her. I always say like, I stopped doing standup because one night at the stand, the manager was like, Jessica is running late. Like, can she go up right before you? And then I had the worst show of my life. And then I was like, it's not for me, but we talk about this because men can bomb over and over and over again and still get booked on every spot. Yeah. And they're like, we'll take one woman for every 20 males we put up on the stage. And it's insane because my favorite comics are, or women. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. And I talk about this oftentimes with my friend Luke. And I understand like I get he's a gay guy. So maybe that biases his opinion. It seems to be straight men that say women aren't funny. But like, do they really feel that way? Because when I'm watching a comedy show, I light up when a woman comes on. Same. The most boring comedians to me are just like straight white dudes. Like they're literally so boring. Like give me a woman, give me a black woman. Like they are the funniest fucking people. I don't even understand how you're connecting with the most boring, like unfamous Jerry Seinfeld types. Like (laughs) what is funny about this? Like these white dudes just say the same thing over and over again. Like I don't even get it. It's like a lot of like drunk, like it's like a lot of drunk humor, a lot of like not even like reaching or intellectual humor. I it find. does of course, nothing there's for me. Plenty, by the way, I have to say, because we have to live in this environment. There are a ton of very funny male comics that I love. However, okay, I think Jenna. women are funnier. Oh, I think women. Dead. Yeah, I'm really I glad we have funnier. you to speak on behalf of male comedians. <laughs> Thank God you're doing I need the hard to represent. work. No, but I have to say, in, I think women are just hands down so much funnier. I think, always have. I think women are funnier. Of course, there are funny male comedians. <laughs> Some of the funniest comedians I know are men. I just personally, I I have a, and maybe it's just because I'm a woman, but I I identify much more with usually female comedians. But I have to ask you, this just jogged my mind. What do you think of Pete Davidson? Okay, interesting thing. So if you tell me you like him, I'm going to be, you know what? You know what you bring up for me? I'm (laughs) I'm realizing it right now. You kind of like, activate in me how I felt about all these straight girls in high school who would not give me the time of day, but, but who would like think I was funny. And if you tell me you would, and if you tell me you would fuck him, I'm going to have an actual meltdown. No, what I was going to say is I never, I never got it. I never understood it. I never, I was like, what is happening here? He's pulling the hottest pussy in town. Yeah. Like he's, and and now he's a sex symbol. Like, I can't believe Paul Rudd got Sexiest Man Alive when, like, people are saying he's Sexiest Man Alive. But I will tell you this story. Oh, I went God. to the Knicks game last week. No, he fucking, he fucking Listen fingered you at the Knicks game. No, Keep going. but I kind of was like, okay, so I was sitting across from him. This is a humble brag that I had courtside seats. Yeah. I was sitting across from him mm-hmm. and I'm staring at him the entire game. And I'm like, is he really hot? Like, am yeah. I... Like I was trying to wrap my head around it. Were you staring at him because you felt he was hot or were you staring at him because it's like, how could you look away at this point? 
now how it's like looking at like the sun, like you're like, it's a thing. (laughs) And I know it's keeping us alive. It's also killing some of us. It's killing us and I'm getting cancer. Like, I don't, Mm. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm unclear, but I just want to throw a theory out there about Pete and Kim. Yeah. I did hear they were filming something for the show, for her show. But I'm wondering. What's her show? The Hulu one? I think so. So I think that was something being filmed. But I'm wondering if she wanted to steal the thunder away from Courtney and Travis. Because by the way, where have they been? Where where have they been? Where have they been since this started? So I've heard this theory as well. Oh. This this theory, who pitched this to me? I think my sister. <laughs> I think my sister said that. And I had a hard time believing that Kim would feel like court. Like, I think Kim Kim is like for the family. So I th- would imagine if Courtney was getting attention, she would be like, great. But like, right. if you've been in this machine for so long, do you really like need the spotlight back on you? If it's like, it's been on you for like 30 fucking years. But yeah. Maybe you're right. Like, isn't this all orchestrated? Like, they're not cat. They're not fucking like casual people just letting the chips fall. Like, this is no. They're out. not like yeah. You know what? He's nice but toxic, and I'm like kind of into it. And he's like unavailable. And like, I talked to my shrink about wanting more from him. Like, I don't <laughs> see that for them. Like, I, I know. don't. You're right. I mean, there's no way that all of. But sometimes the way they get publicity, I really can't even. It's too good to be true. Like, I have to tell you. No disrespect to Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner transitioning is too fucking good to be true for that family. I couldn't agree more. Like I couldn't agree. By the way, that's the only person in the history of my life when she's like, I'm transitioning. I was like, I think this is for the show. I think this is for public. And I'm not, I'm yeah. just saying it just seemed too good to be true for that family. It's, it is too good to be true. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you cannot make this shit up. Like, I I cannot no. think the only thing that could potentially top that if if next year Chloe is like, OJ's my father. Like, I, I think- oh, That would be good. That like, would be good. You o- should be a writer for the show. OJ's my father. Like, I'm trying to think of where else we could go with this. But like, dude, like that fucking Caitlyn, like Caitlyn Jenner, like how about when Rob Kardashian's baby was like stolen by black China? And she was like, <laughs> like these things that are happening. It's like, it's, it's beyond just like devilish writing. It's like, how do they play such a long game? Like, I couldn't agree more because I have to say my life has plenty of fucked up shit in it. Like so many things that people are like that. No, no, that no. No, like yeah. you're like, why, why? Like sometimes I feel, but mine is fucked up more and like it's held together by scotch tape from the dollar store kind of fucked up. It's not like sensational, right? Like, it's not like, right. and now I'm going to like, they literally are like, we're going to turn water into wine. And then they do. I know. I, and then uh, they market it and then it gets sold out on Instagram. So if this is the case, do you, do you <laughs> think, yes, that's true. I should have laughed harder. No, you don't have to laugh. Do you think that stand-up comedians are so numb? <laughs> We're so numb. Don't I'm laugh. dead inside. You- I'm just like, keep going. <laughs> Trample me. Like it's Astro World. Uh, That's not I funny. I was about to say that. Fuck, that was, <laughs> no, that was fucking great. That's the preview. Trample me like it's Astro World, daddy. <laughs> Step on my neck. Just kill. I'm dead inside. So just go ahead and kill me. Wait, what was I going to say? Okay, so does that mean, do you actually think Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are hooking up then? Or is it just like a publicity thing? You saw she was on Staten fucking Island. I kind of feel like they're hooking up. I kind of feel. But here's my question. Do we think Kim is prude or do you think she's like, well, like give it up? I think that's my other question. I think Kim is incredibly prude. I do too. I think she's for as, very like, hot and sexy as she is. She gives off a very buttoned up vibe to me. She is so not. I mean, did you see that sex tape with our fucking, you know, I never saw it, but I'd like to see it. You'd, I'd like to. I give it a Google. Give it a Google. I, I got is it. Can I just Google it? And it's I, just available? I think you can just Google it. I'm, I've seen I saw the part where she was giving head a long, long time ago. Yeah, but I don't think she's like. No, I don't think she's like a kinky. Like, I think Courtney and Travis are doing some weird. Oh, they are doing stuff that I'd like to be involved in. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want them to re- release a porno. I want them. By the way, I would subscribe to the OnlyFans. 
I've never subscribed, but I would. I think that I'd could subscribe you, to that OnlyFans. Could you imagine the type no. of stuff they're doing? But some, no, I know it's good. I know it's good. But sometimes I think that like the bigger the game you talk though, like it's like, what are you trying to cover up for? Like she wore that shirt, remember that said like, choke me, come on me, call me your little pig or something. But I think that's because she's trying, she's like, it's like in high school when like you suddenly date someone who's like into like rap. You take and then that you, on. You wear like the door knocker earrings. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's just like, yes, I'm like, you know, like, no, I'm I, in the mosh pit now. I, I totally agree with that. She's so monotone about every single thing that happens to her that I'm sure he could like, nail her in such weird ways that and she still is like chill about it. Like I think 100%. you have to take it to such a high level to get that girl to like make a sound that yeah, a, she'd be like, I'm fine. And he's like, has her like stapled to a wall, like fucking her with his drumstick. Like there's something By weird way, I, happening. The drumming is so hot to me. The hot drumming is so hot. What about it? I don't know. He just, the way he drums and he moves so well. I've always been a huge Travis Barker fan. I always felt like his drumming made him so sexy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, and so do you think he's hot, like physically though? Again, it's one of those things where I'm not, I don't look at him. He's this not is like what, my type. This is what kills me about straight women. <laughs> he's not my type. Yeah. But there's something he gives up. He used to have a show with his ex-wife, Shanna Mogler, called Meet the Moglers back in 1910. And I was in love with it and in love with him from the show. Because he was so good to her. He was so obsessed with her. And he was like this amazing drummer. So I go way back with Travis, like way before. Yeah. Basically, I discovered him. You like imprinted on him. (laughs) Basically, I am responsible for his career. No. I just watched the show a long time ago. So when this happened, I was not surprised at all. I was like, it made total sense. And I have to say, I really do, of all the Kardashians, like I really do like Courtney, not that I know her, but I feel like what you said, like she's just like, she doesn't give off like a- I love Courtney. Like she's yeah, my she doesn't crush. give off like a vibe. Like I just feel like I sh- she'd be a friend of mine. She's a close friend and she's- She's a close a- friend like Oprah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I definitely <laughs> think I would be able to get along. Who would I get along better with, Courtney or Oprah? I think Courtney would feel lower stakes. Like I'd wanna, it would be easier for me to just chill with Courtney. Oprah, I would be like worried I'm saying the wrong thing. I also think Oprah would hate me for being white, so- also, Oprah, also, Oprah, I'd feel like I had to bring something to the table, like more than being funny. I'd oh, have to like bring cool. my soul to the table. Right. I think Courtney would even think like our bad jokes were good. A hundred percent. She would think, laugh That's at our hilarious. Jokes. Totally. She wouldn't even have to laugh, but we know she'd think it's funny. She'd be like, that is so funny. I can't believe I didn't see Travis's reality show, but so his daughter, Travis's daughter is like a 30 year old housewife on like, <laughs> I feel like why does Travis, is this, is this Alabama? Why? Yeah. Why does Alabama look like she's literally a housewife on like the real housewives of Orange County? I am deceased. Right. There's okay. There's something she's about like 37 surgery. years old. There's something about all the plastic surgery going down yeah. that will take a beautiful 20-year-old and age them 20 years. She doesn't look, she looks like she's could be, she's two generations above us. Yeah. It's, I call her my mom. Isn't she 15? <laughs> I think she's in, I don't know if she must be older. She must be out of the house. Where? But I don't know. And his like, son, which house would she live in? I don't know. I don't. Where know. is she? And his son also is like covered in ink, and he's in like fifth grade, right? I'm like very <laughs> confused. He has like a forty year old and a five year old, and they've both had so much work done. I like don't even know how old they are. It's fucking weird. I'm dead. I don't know what the sun looks like, but I need to immediately the sun, like look the it up. The sun is like. I'll show you the sun. <laughs> It's so, I don't even understand. And then Courtney's kids are getting like, they're all coming into their own too. I mean, Mason. I know they're, I know. He's like, seriously. But in all seriousness, where have they been? Like, we haven't gotten any updates. Did they run away? You're right. You're right. That Pete Davidson, it it was so intentional. He totally like. Something is suspicious, you guys. Courtney and Travis, are they missing? Oh, he doesn't have tattoos in this picture, but. Oh, 
Oh. He, he has some tattoos. Yeah, I guess he looks more like Shanna. Missing. I don't know what she looked like. Should we like put out like a save Courtney and Travis like campaign? Like a GoFundMe? Mm-hmm. Let's do a GoFundMe. To fu- to locate them? I'm sure we could locate, locate them in them. a second. They're probably getting like matchas or something. They're probably at <laughs> fucking Disney World. Honestly, like. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Disney World thing. For yeah, a second. I mean, I've, I've gone on, gone in on this a bit. Let me hear your take, but I think it's, Look, I like Disney. I have to tell you, I like Disney. I don't consider myself a Disney adult. I haven't gone in the last five, seven, ten years. But I think it's fun for like a new romance. Same. I love Disney. I loved going as a child. I loved bringing my son there. I would go on a date there. If someone tomorrow is like, yo, come with me to Disney, I'd go. But there's a difference between... Yeah enjoying Disney and then the people that are buying homes in Disney and getting married and Disney weddings and have the, do you ever see the necklaces? What are the necklaces? All the pins? Oh yeah. That was getting popular when I was like, that's fucking weird. I mean, a Disney wedding, that's very upsetting. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. And now they have Disney communities where you buy a Disney home. Wait, what is that? The (laughs) Disney property. What does that mean? I don't know, but I've heard it from like three different people. They're like, oh yeah, my sister is a Disney house. And I'm like, what? Join the real world. Be miserable <laughs> like the rest of us. What are you doing? But, going I was on just going to say, world? by the way, maybe I should move to Disney because I'm pretty friggin' miserable right now. What Are you miserable right now? I, well, you know what? First of all, I told, I said before we, we started this, my shrink stood me up today, which. But does that happen you know, a lot? No, I think she's, she's turning on me. No, uh, she just had a busy day. and But you know those days where you really want to have the appointment? Like some days yeah. you're like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. You have to like make up problems. I, I hate those days. I dread I, them. I dread them too. I've been- they, in, Keep going. No, I dread them too. But I, today she stood me up and I really had things to talk about. What did you want to get into? Should we get into it? Or you can't <gasps> talk about it. It's too fucked up. I think it's too fucked up. I think it's too dark for even your listeners. Really? My listeners? Maybe I should, we should Patreon that. Maybe we should Patreon that episode. I'm down to Patreon anything because (laughs) my God, this doesn't make me enough money. Did you, did you see that Tim Dillon's podcast? I talk about this nonstop on my podcast. I'm like promoting his podcast all the time. I love his podcast, but his Patreon makes 200,000 a month. What's he doing on there? He's ranting and people like it. And I have to tell you, he's getting dark, Jenna. That's what we need to do. We're going to go dark on Allie's Patreon. We have to go dark on Patreon. Come here, like, our actual problems yeah. like, that will rattle you. They will keep you up at night. You're yeah. going to have to take ashwagandha. That's a great, that is a, a great idea. <laughs> if you think that you could handle us going darker and you want to hear some real fucking <laughs> problems, some real shit, some, yeah. some like not clearing my search bar history shit. Oh, Yeah. You can find that on Patreon and we will do a Patreon episode. But um, I've been seeing the same therapist for six years and I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I think I'm done with him. Like I'm open mm-hmm. to keep doing therapy, but I definitely feel like I've maxed out him. Do you, how long have oh, you been I with totally your girl? I totally know that feeling. Like I started with a new therapist over the pandemic. Oh, and it, that's it new. was the first time in my life. I've been in therapy since I was born because, you know, born and raised in New York City. I always say they send you to therapy like people in the suburbs. Send second their kids grade. To Little League. Yeah, literally same. My parents got divorced in second grade. They sent me to therapy. I didn't know what therapy was. And I still remember the therapist is like, your parents didn't see eye to eye. And I was like, is that Hammurabi's law? Like I had no idea what that meant eye to eye. But anyway, I've been in it ever since. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in my therapy game, but I started with therapy, restarted over the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, it's the first time ever in my life of therapy where I like made changes. Wow. What was that? The the therapist, you? It was, I think it was a lot of me because I was ready and I really wanted to change some stuff like my choosing of romantic partners or uh, just a little, you know, here and there stuff, which you could hear about on Allie's Patreon. (laughs) Are you still Uh, with the boyfriend? Yes, I have a great boyfriend. But I attribute that to my therapy because I never really made the connection about what kind of relationships I was in versus who I was choosing. Like Mm. never put it together. Just thought everything was happening to me and not that I was choosing it. Yeah, yeah. 
And so this therapist was great. She's amazing. I even had her on my podcast. She did your podcast? She did my podcast. That's so cool. My therapist would never do my podcast. My therapist is like super professional. He would be like, why do you think you want me on your podcast? (laughs) Because I was like, I I just felt like who wouldn't want their strength on? I wanted to talk about how crazy she thought I was. And what did she say? I'm so curious. No, she was, she was great. Well, I talked to her about, I did a whole episode with one of my friends about, we did a whole thing about therapy and I talked about shrinks and the way they dress. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of like very heavy Santa Fe jewelry, Mm. like turquoise. So true. Plates that weigh them down. Keep them grounded. Keep a palazzo pan, like a a sheer autumn scarf. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of hammered nickel. (laughs) So like she's cool. Like we do, it it was, has always been over Zoom. And she's always in like a sweatshirt that says babe. Like it's a totally different vibe. And she's also kind of IG famous, my therapist. Really? Yeah. So she'll come on your podcast. She's great. What's her hand? What's her hand? At NY therapist. She's amazing. Okay. That's like a pretty good handle to have. NY therapist? She's the New York therapist? I'm like, do you know Chelsea Handler follows (laughs) you? And she's like, it's all a secret. No, no. she Is she hard to get a session with? She is now writing like books. So yes, but she's doing webinars, but definitely hit her up. You would love her. You would love her. But she's like, I feel weird. Like it's like, this is, I would want to be like her favorite comedian. She already has you. <laughs> she, she likes a good comedian. I mean, you know this, right? When you're feeling your worst is probably when you're the funniest. Sometimes, sometimes I actually, do you, do you think that's true? Sometimes it's hard to see the light. Well, Yes. Sometimes it's hard to see the light. I have to say I've been having a week that's been beating me down. So I haven't really felt like like, your kid's head. Like literally my son got a concussion after this week, everyone. So it's been a little bit of like a rough week. And this is the week when I'm like, I don't really feel like, like, like recording a funny thing. Like for my podcast, I could come on here because it's not my responsibility. I could just come on here and ruin your life. I, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. No, but so there's that. But also sometimes like at my worst moments is when I'm able to, I think, make the best jokes about my life or like my observations. Mm. When I'm happy, I'm like, am I boring now? Yeah, I felt I have felt that way. But I also sometimes think that that's a myth that depressed people tell themselves to stay sick. By the way, am I... (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious Um, (laughs) that's amazing by the way because i i need to get that merch like i have felt that way in the past and well this is like a this is a really a big mental health conversation but i have felt at times that i've kind of plateaued in therapy and i have started working with a coach and she kind of, which is super LA, I know, but she kind no, of- No, I did that. She kind of helps to decipher and navigate between what is kind of myth that you tell yourself, the story you tell yourself of like, right. it's I'm higher functioning when I'm sad or whatever it is. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm, I'm just teasing you. And I'm definitely I also, lower functioning. Totally. I, I just, of course, like- from pain comes like hilarity. Of, of course, comes Hilaria Baldwin. From pain, I was going to say. From pain comes Hilaria. But, you know, I also have to sometimes force myself out of that because I would use that as a crutch to just be like, I'm miserable, but it makes me a great comic. And I, I've relied actually kind of heavily on that at some point. So I'm kind of learning to like put less weight on that. But what I was going to say was I... So I found that I've plateaued in therapy in some ways. So I enrolled in this program, which my girlfriend did and a bunch of people we know have done and they've found it to be wildly supportive and helpful in their lives. It's called Atlas. And I thought you were going to say Landmark Forum. Oh, no, I've heard of that though. Okay. Did you do that? No, but it's a little culty. It, is, it sounds a little culty. Definitely is sounds Atlas culty. I don't think it, it doesn't have like that momentum behind it. So people aren't okay. like, that's a cult. Like if it's a cult, it's a less popular cult. Okay. But, I'd like to join a less popular cult. But this one like is supposed to be amazing. And I go next weekend and it's a weekend without your phone. Oh my God. And so what do you do there? So, so I don't really know yet. And like they don't, no one really tells you because they don't want to give it away. 
but apparently it just like cracks you open and you just like, it just like streamlines your efficiency. It's three weekends. There's locations all over the country. And my first weekend is next weekend. I'm nervous, but I'm also excited. Like you're going to be very uncomfortable, but it also it's like people exercise. It's like, I love engaging with people. I'm, I'm open to feedback. Yeah. You know, but I'm, yeah, I don't really know what to expect. I've never done any sort of program like that. Like I, I don't do groups. I hate being in groups. Did you watch Nine Perfect Strangers? Yeah, I've watched most of it. Do you think that's what it is? Do you think that's where you're going? I, I think it's a way jankier version than that. <laughs> it's like that, but in a trailer. It's like that, but like in a Holiday Inn in San Francisco. <laughs> but I'm, I got I got through half of it. Yeah. Okay, so that's awesome. I would like to be more efficient. I am zero efficient. Yeah, I'm, I have, I'm a big procrastinator. Same. I mean, you saw what the, I'm like, I pushed the podcast episode. I need 20 more minutes. I'm like a bit of a mess like that. I know I am too. And that's, that's really difficult for me. Like I, that's why I said like keeping my life together. feels like scotch tape. Cause I'm always like, I, I, I'm not one of these people that wakes up and has like a plan. Oh my God. Same. I'm, I'm a, I hit the snooze button. Yeah. I hit the snooze button. I make lists and then I lose them. Lots of, you don't make them on your phone. I make them on my phone and then I like can't. And if you I lose your phone. you my notes folder, it's horrific. There's 1,000 notes. That gives me anxiety just hearing that. Oh, I'm going to, if you get anxiety. Oh, you have a little, I noticed this. I want to talk about, you had an Instagram story about things that weren't allowed on your bed that your girlfriend was doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Last night. I was like, she would literally hate. I want to show you something. Yeah. I have 717 unread texts. Would that how, give you anxiety? How is that possible? And I have 88,992 unread emails. How, how is, are you, do you get so many emails or do you just never open anything? I never open my emails. Unless Why? it's like- What are you doing? Why? Because like, let's say I get an email from Best Buy. Like, why do I need, do I need to open it and review it? Clearly not. You're not doing it, but <laughs> do, what happens to your personal emails? They're in there somewhere. So you never reply? Oh no, I reply always to my personal emails. Like I find them in there. It's like, that's what I'm saying. I make everything more difficult. That is a disaster. I know. And what about text? Best Buy isn't texting you. What's going on? I don't, I honestly don't know about what's happening. Who is texting? Is someone in the hospital? Check the text. (laughs) I think it's a combination of group texts, which I don't get involved in. That's awful. Awful. Is that that your mom life? (laughs) That's not even, I don't even know who's in here. Yeah. I'm just looking at unread text. And then also if I could read the text without opening it, I do. And then that's sick. That's I so know. disgusting. I need help. Open I need it to up. Go to Atlas. You need Atlas. I'm enrolling you. Wait, <laughs> does your son think you're funny? He does think I'm funny. And I have to say, he's also so funny. We laugh so hard. Like he has the best sense of humor. What is his sense? His sense of humor is like yours. A hundred percent. He totally gets every joke. Like if I give him a look, so if we're somewhere, we just die. And he totally gets it. That is so cool. So he's like a best friend type. He's, Are you guys yeah. like Gilmore Girls, but like mother and son? Are we what? Are you Gilmore guys like girls? the Gilmore Girls mother oh, and no, son? No, we're more like the Golden Girls, like with me in the house. We're like the Golden Girls. Oh, um, oh yeah, because you're so old. <laughs> Good one. We're like the Golden Girls. <laughs> no, but he's so funny. Like he... I don't know. Thank God, right? Like, what have you... Yeah, you like lucked out. Well, you didn't luck out. It's from you, isn't it? That he has the sense of humor? I I like to think so. I like to think so. I'm sure. I want to also talk about something that you've been talking about a lot. Yeah. What's that? People that want to write jokes for you, like your dad and your dad's dentist. It's so bad. It's so bad. This is a thing that happens with comics. Everyone has a joke for you. My dad's been sending me jokes. My dad's going to start trying to do stand-up. Is he really? He is, but I'm like, he, he, <laughs> he's not going to try and make a career of it. He's just, he's been wanting to do it. He's been wanting to do it like through me for so long that I finally said to him, can you just do it? Like, I don't need to do your jokes and bomb because it makes you feel like you're doing something. You do your jokes and bomb. And I was like, I'll give you feedback on your set. I'll go with you to an open mic. We could even make a little mini docu-series about it. And you'll do your jokes for my friends and they'll give you feedback. You'll come with us. Like, let's make a little thing about a 50-year-old, 60-year-old dude who wants to start doing stand-up and he's not good and he's not going to have a good experience, but, but he's not going to have a good outcome, but maybe he'll have a good experience. He could be like the guy at open mics, he like is- the dad. Exactly. There's always those guys. There's always those guys, but it's great that he's going to do it. Well, we'll see if he actually does it. Who's trying to write jokes for you? 
every single, well, what happens is if anyone finds out that you're a comedy writer or a comic, they immediately want to tell you a joke yeah, or tell you a joke you should use or they become stand-up comics themselves. Like when I was on dating apps. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. I would get yelled at by people because they'd be like, tell it's- me a joke. Or the other opener was like, here's a joke. And then if I, by the way, that's the riskiest thing to do to someone in comedy. Because if I don't like your joke, I literally, you're you're dead to me. There's nothing, there's no bigger turnoff than someone who's bad on stage. No bigger turn up than someone's humor. It's like dad joke humor. Ugh, worst. Yeah. But I'll be walking my dog. This has happened. Like I was with my boyfriend, someone that lives in his area. I was walking my dog. We run into this guy and somehow it comes up. I have no idea you can't, that I was in comedy. They can't. It yeah. can never happen. It can't. The man trapped us there for a good 35, 40 minutes telling me jokes like a priest and a rabbi and a, I'm like, and when we walked away, my boyfriend's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm so used to it. And it's, first of all, I'm going to say something controversial. I hate jokes. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I mean, basically like, I basically hate jokes too. I mean, I don't want to hear them unless they're like, not like jokes like that. You know, I like, Like, I like when people are funny. I don't want people telling me jokes. I agree. The word joke already we're starting off on the wrong Very side. polarizing. I mean- Very polarizing. I have found recently, especially, I've been gone to like a few weddings with my girlfriend. And if someone finds out that you're a comedian, the whole night becomes about you being a comedian. Have you felt that? Yeah, they, yeah, they want to like talk about comics. They want to talk about- Why is it yeah. so interesting? I, I don't know. I'm like, you guys, it's literally the worst job. Like literally the worst job. It's the most unglamorous, worst job you can have. Yeah. I performed at a funeral once. Did you really? Yeah. Me, Emma Willman, and Robin Shaw. Why? Why was that? I, a thing? I didn't Who even died? know it was a funeral. I didn't even know it was a funeral. You know, when you like get in that mode of like running around doing shows and someone's like, hey, can you go to the. So we, we did this show and it was really awkward and, and it was a fundraiser for a coffin. It was like a, funeral. I know. It was like a GoFundMe for a funeral. (laughs) It was. And I'm like, that's as sad as it gets. Who died? I don't even know. It wasn't someone we knew, like a booker called Robin. And And so they had the three women come and perform to raise money for a coffin. (laughs) That's the most horrendous thing I've ever heard. That's awful. What jokes are you doing? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. But the, here's the thing. Like, people also think you can insert comedy into anything. Yeah. Like, let's have, like, an illusionist, a caricature, a c- comedian. It's like, there's they been think times, it's like an add-on. Yeah. They, they, there's been times where people are like, will ask me, like, they'll be like, do you want to do stand-up at this thing? And I'm like, it's just not appropriate. I Have you ever done that? Are you kidding? Oh, my God. I have this one guy that he's a friend of my girlfriend's and I, but my girlfriend also is his yoga teacher. And he throws these extraordinary events because he's absurdly rich. And every time we're there, he's like, will you do comedy? And he's very hard to say no to. So it'll just be like having dinner with people. And then he'll like coerce me into like doing jokes at the head of the table. And it's like, dude, this isn't, this isn't what this is. This isn't what this is for. I've seen people that like hire like for like a bachelor party or like a bachelorette party. They have like one comedian perform for like seven people on a couch. It's like, stop doing this. This isn't it's funny. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. Like this is fun for you. Just watch television. <laughs> just totally. Just watch each other. Yeah. I, it's really, really bad. And I, I totally agree where like these events that like you tell someone you're a comedian and it like the whole place just like devolves into this like madhouse riot of like, Wanting to talk about like clown stuff. I'm like, why is this so interesting to you? Is your boyfriend funny? He's fun. He thinks I'm funny. That's good. I would say, and I love you if you're listening, which you might listen. He probably will. Yeah. Is he the funniest person I know? Yeah. No. Right. But you laugh together. We laugh together. And... He he understands every beat of my humor, which is that's all so that necessary. Matters. That is that's so all that necessary. Matters. 
I have had the experience in the past where I date people who like, this was my thing before like the last five years is I fall in love with someone before I get to know them. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm stuck with a psycho. Like, yeah. like the chemical reaction in my brain will happen until I like know enough about them. I don't yeah. know if this yeah. experience has happened to you. You probably are. Uh, well, what? I I only did toxic things. You're like, I get hit. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, there's 60 restraining words. So, so I would end up dating people who like didn't even really like, like my sense of humor. And like, I don't even know how I did that. I would be in like humorless relationships where people would like hate my jokes. My, and then don't you feel resentful? I don't, I mean, you like we go to horrible places. I probably then like tried to win them over. I tried to like, I'd be like, why don't you think that's funny? And they'd be like, calm down. And I'd get aggressive. Like, I don't know. And then I'd be resentful. It'd be fucking awful. Like, yeah, the yeah. whole thing's a mess. But my girlfriend now, she like has like, she has, she gets it. Like, you know how you get it? Yeah, like, I, I totally get it. Like, that's just, I don't know how to explain it other than some people get it, some people don't. Like, they have the shtick, they have it. I personally, it's kind of a Jewish thing. Yeah, by the way, is I the, think so. Is the boyfriend Jewish? He's Jewish. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I hate to say this, so like, but listen, if you're a non-Jewish listener- Is your girlfriend do- Jewish? I would never date a non-Jew. Is that right? So, no, I, I've dated non-Jews. I just okay. I just get along with Jewish people really well. And I feel okay. I feel like an understanding thing. I'm not religious. And by the way, if you're a non-Jew listening to this podcast, keep listening because the only, only hope you have is by listening to this podcast. By the way, keep listening because you can convert. You can convert. And, and listen, it's very, it's very important for Gentiles to be fluent in what's funny. And you're not going to figure that out at like your aunt's wake drinking like vodka. Like you need to hear from Jews or food people. You need to hear what we think is funny. You need to just see things through our eyes because, you know, we're the superior race. The neuroses, you need to understand the importance. I know. Of like neuroses. if you don't have anxiety, did you, did you grow, are both your parents Jewish? Did you grow up with Both like of a, my parents are Jewish. Yeah. And I have the most typical Jewish mom of all time. I wake up every morning of my life with a doom text. Oh my she God, gives yeah. me a group family text. We better get the flu shot. The flu is at an epic. I got like, that We're going to die. I have, we I have that the apartment. text on my phone. <laughs> I think I'm okay. in that chat. <laughs> are you my cousin? Every, <laughs> we're cousins. I, we're cousins. Allie and I are cousins. <laughs> Here's like a constantly, she's like, you know, don't go outside because people are doing like the run and push. Like, it's like, it's literally, if I... Did I, because I've grown up with it, I'm just so numb to it. Yeah. But someone else might have like panic. Like I have the citizen app on my phone that tells me every minute I'm going to die. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever. Like I've grown, grown up with my mother. Like this is nothing. <laughs> I've been, the citizen app gave birth to me. <laughs> I'm like, I, this citizen app is my mother. Like I, I have been thinking I was going to get pushed in front of a train since the day I was born. Like, what are you Do you do that about? on stage? No, but I should. That is an amazing bit. Really? Okay, I'm going to do it. The cit- Talking about how the Citizen <laughs> app is nothing to you because you grew up with a neurotic Jewish mother. By the way, I'm going to do that. That's fucking hilarious. I know, but it's, I think it all the time. I, it's, so, it's so real. It's, 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 <laughs> it's so true. My mother texted me this morning that something's wrong with her knee and she's seeing this doctor and I need to Google this shot. And I think that's kind of like what I, what I mean when I talk about the root of like the Jewish humor, at least. For me, it comes from a place of like, yeah, it's the anxiety and it's like that fear and the nerves and also a history of everything else. Yeah. Right. Oh is my that god. What makes, is that what makes way, we're fine? the only people that when we have babies, we have to get tests because it's we already are like two Jews are together. You can have taste acts. You can have yeah. Is that you have to get blood tests because is, you're is that already, true that only Jews have to do that? I I know Jews. Yeah, Jews are. Yeah, I don't know. I we don't know. know Jews have to do tests. We don't know about other people. We don't know. We don't know. We can't speak on the others. By the way, JG. Correct. I saw those fries. Those fries. I, and so I had a bowl of them last night and I've been fantasizing about They're them. They're so good. I, I mean, those burgers are like insane. But the, I like a, the Upper East Side location best. I, I didn't even know there wasn't. There was an Upper West Side. I think they tried There was one out. downtown on McDougal. Oh, I didn't even know that. Might not be Look there anymore. Um, You're very worldly. Thank you so much. I know the whole world from the Upper East Side to McDougal. I can't believe this has already almost been an hour. I know. I have to just quickly say yeah. to fangirl for one moment. Yeah. 
I think you're friggin' hilarious, Allie. Honestly, you you guys, it's very rare that I, everything someone does, I think is funny. And I really think you're hilarious. And I love sending things to Allie because I know without even having to say anything, she's going to get it. Although I do want to say. Yeah, tell me. You sent me a picture of Hilaria and her family. Yeah. And I was like, why? I thought the joke was that she was in a bra and all the kids were in Easter dresses. And I don't, I think I was just sending it. And you didn't notice she was in a bra. I was just sending it to you because I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't (laughs) Maybe I'm just a pervert. No, I just, I didn't, when you, I was distracted by the seven fetuses that were unclothed. (laughs) hanging off of her fingertips. Like I was like, she's like being like smothered in a pile of babies. You're like, look what she's wearing. I'm like, I'm like focusing on how there's like nine children that are like one of them's coming out of her like vaginal pathway in the photo. She's like tagging an unborn kid. The same children, but from different places. It's fucking weird. She's giving birth to an entire European soccer team. (laughs) They're going to start their own team. Oh my God, but I can't, but thank you so much for having me because I think you are, you, will you come back on my podcast? I, I, you it, Honestly, everything you just said, thank you so much, but I actually feel the same way about you, not to like uh, toot your own horn. And, and on top of that, not only are you funny, you're just like funny to talk to as well. I'm not just talking about your like material. Like you're incredibly likable. You're oh. incredibly easy to talk to and you're just effortlessly hilarious. <laughs> you guys were practicing for Atlas. You're we're practicing, <laughs> we're practicing affirmation. <laughs> You're we're amazing. Practicing. I wish like, I would honestly rather just give up this podcast and just merge with you and just like- I know, wait, can you, I know when you're in the city, you better call me. I'm going to be in the city very soon. Yeah, I'm going to be in the city in two weeks. I mean, it's Thanksgiving, but I, I'm doing Fallon. <gasps> okay, that's major. Tuesday, November 23rd. That is pretty friggin' major. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Well, you deserve it. And I'm so excited. And we're going to watch. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to watch. That's it. Jenna Kingsley, comedian, prankster, run a, won a writing award in sixth grade. I saw on your website. Yeah. Our podcast, social studies, what, anything, where are your social handles, everything else? Okay. My podcast is social studies and my handle is at Jenna Kingsley, J-E-N-A-K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y. And I will see you guys soon. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.